And here we go. If I had a bar for every time my line got stuck, well then I'd probably have enough for a brand new pickup truck and I'm probably gonna need it. But luck is gonna change, I can feel it. I got a secret weapon on the radio. Kevin always tells me where the fish is gone. And I'm the shell. Cause I'm the shell. But I'm the shell. Cause I'm the shell. The walleye opener is here, so we're going to talk with a couple of guys who may have the middle name of walleye. If they don't, they should. Bro Bros Doll, Toby Cavallivog, getting all in-depth on walleyes next. It's the fishing opener edition of Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. Well, it's been way too long, but we've got him back on the air today. Brian Bro Brosdahl joins us, and uh, Bro, uh, welcome back to the show. It's great to have you. Hey, thanks for having me, Kevin. So we're getting ready for the walleye opener, a very important day, more or less a holiday in Minnesota, I would say. And certainly for a guy like you, uh, it's a huge, huge day. Oh, absolutely. This is... Uh... Being that I exclusively guide for walleyes, I mean, I, every now and then I, I might take a trip for smallmouth bass because it, on some lakes the fish kind of the same, but uh, I'm, I'm walleye only on my guide service, so this is the big kickoff to a, a busy season. I know that uh, that's what you what you do for guiding, but I also know you love to panfish, and certainly with the early ice out, even though the weather wasn't always great, uh, for a guy like you, that had to be fun to be able to get out there and do a lot of pan fishing prior to the walleye opener. Oh my goodness, I love pan fishing, and uh, and I, I do have some I take. Uh, one thing I learned early on is uh, is I, I like to keep the pan fish for myself because uh, some of the spots are so good, it becomes everybody's new favorite spot after I show them. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's been it's been. It's been fantastic, but I, I gotta say though, uh, we had an early ice out, but the panfish didn't want to leave the ice fishing spots until uh, I would say just a not very long ago, a week to two weeks ago, depending on the body of water. They were hanging in the ice fishing areas, and I watched a lot of anglers who had time and they came early, and they're hitting all the spring areas, and. Uh, Wondering why I'm sitting way out in the middle of nowhere, and uh, I'm glad they did uh, come over and figure it out. But uh, it it was really good, and uh, there actually quite a few anglers did find out the, that they're hanging back, and uh, it was not necessarily super deep either. They're they hold the flats and stuff, but the, the fishing has been fantastic. And while I was pan fishing and perch fishing, I noticed lots of schools of walleyes because a lot of our lakes are really clear when they first when the ice first comes off, and this is one of my favorite times, just to look at what's down there on the graph, on the camera, but with your own eyes, because Lake Bemidji is really clear. 
uh, Cass is ultra clear, and uh, Leech Lake uh, is really clear. And you can see uh, things like where logs and uh, rocks and stuff start, and it, it gives you a good idea what you might use in the middle of summer as a guide in a pinch. What are you seeing out there as far as numbers of panfish and sizes of panfish this year? Well, there's uh, still lakes that have really, really large crappies, and uh, we are the last true area of big bluegills. Uh, in, in my travels, there are places that have some, but they're not like ours. We have really big bluegills, uh, you know, and there, there's different strains of bluegills. There's there's uh, the northern bluegill, which is just called bluegills, and then there's the copper nose, which is the southern one, and then... There's shell crackers and red ears, and that's the kind of stuff that gets you to have a Sioux that's like four, five, six pounds, a new record out there. But that's a di- little different thing. But up here, uh, we have uh, the lion's share of the big bluegills, and that's why we got to protect them. But uh, we know because people come from a long way to just catch a true 10-inch bluegill, and uh, Bemidji is no stranger to them, and they're, they're the lakes. All around Bemidji still have them. Even Lake Bemidji itself has a few of them uh, stashed away in it. But it's uh, it's really great to see these things. And a lot of times it's just a matter of catching one and fighting them because bluegills really fight. Uh, big alpha perch fight. If you get a perch that's that's uh, 12 to 13 and a half inches, those things fight really good most of the time. And then uh, crappies have their own little thing they like to come up to the surface and slide on the surface sometimes they jump like a bass but panfish have uh have a unique thing plus most of the time you have to use lighter line to entice these fish and i noticed little finicky attitudes from the fish where they did want light line and small northland uh, firefly jigs and gypsy jigs Bro, we took a huge step in protecting those uh, panfish with the uh, panfish initiative with a number of lakes. I think 60-some lakes statewide went to a five-fish bluegill limit uh, as of March 1st. Several others uh, were at a 10-fish at limit. So we're taking big steps to, to protect those species. Uh, but for those of us who are out there fishing them, what steps do we take now? When we're out, we catch a fish, what kind of bluegill should we keep? What kind needs to go back in the water? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, this this is just to make sure that your kids' kids get to see big bluegills. It doesn't mean you don't get to eat them. They're delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, just try to keep bluegills that are under nine inches in length. And remember, those eight to eight and a half, eight and three quarter inch bluegills, there's more states than not that don't even have them that size. So we're, we can keep nicer fish here because we have bigger ones. But the, the real real quality stuff is that those nines and tens and elevens and I spent time and I went to the panfish uh, the bluegill meetings which it was actually uh, bluegills perch crappies but all anybody ever talked about at those meetings was bluegills and and a little bit about crappies and perch and everybody wants to have big bluegills again that's what everybody got along at the meeting there was a few that just they wanted to have big ones and keep as many as you can but those those are just few and far between most people wanted big ones and uh it's still the opportunity to keep one if a kid catches a big one you can still mount it and uh, that's not a problem keeping one fish never killed off a colony of fish it's 
it's when you decide to keep the whole colony. <laughs> and uh, it's, you know, so remember, just keep bluegills under nine. And crappies, you know, there, there's a lot of lakes uh, that have still some crappies that exceed 13, 14 on up to 15 inches in the area. And 15 is kind of rare because of our slow growing season. But crappies, just, you know, if they start hitting 12, 12 or less, and crappies don't have quite the same, it's not quite the same complications as bluegills. It's bluegills is the big buck thing. To put it in simple terms, if you if you have big bucks around, they don't let the little bucks uh, during the mating season get in there. So the the little bucks start feeding and and uh, challenging the big bucks over and over until they get big enough where they can take them on. Well, the uh, big bluegills, the big males, chase the little ones out of the nest and. Uh, uh, it, it, it's kind of a neat, real complicated thing. That's why they're almost gone everywhere. Uh, we'll always have walleyes. We'll always have perch. Uh, perch numbers can be taken down though too, also because uh, uh, just just remember on on perch, it's basically um, uh, replacing each other with your class recruitment. So if there's there's sheer volume of perch, and there's always going to be bigger perch if they don't get harvested to the brink you know so like lake winnebagosh been a long time since we've had big perch on winnie and now this last winter was it went from like so so to fantastic and but everybody was there to greet them because of the social networking immediately everybody found out and the lake was just covered everywhere that there was perch there's people from the whole midwest out there fishing them and uh so it's great to give tips and advice but Never give up spots. Giving up spots uh, for fish is like giving up a morel spot. You just don't do it because when you go to pick them, they're gone. Right. Yeah. Well, the, I think Leach uh, did uh, also do a crappie uh, change in its limit there, and not, not a lot other not a lot of other lakes have yet. But I think the initiative is, uh, group is is starting to look at crappies now for the next phase. Am I correct on that? Correct. Yeah. And and, and here's the thing with crappies: we like catching big crappies. And, and crappies are the least parasitic fish in any body of water, and so people like to eat them. And some people, it's their favorite. You know, you, you get northern Minnesota, crappies probably the fish. I mean, you go from Bemidji, Grand Rapids, Hibbing, Virginia, Duluth, everybody loves crappies. Oh, yeah. So, and Brainerd, and, and Brainerd, and, and the whole area. And so, uh, saving some of the big ones, uh, you know, I see, see it over and over where, even on the, uh, you know, at 10 fish, you watch people that are on a really good spot just sit and sort and sort on Leech Lake until they have all 15 inches or 14 inches. Well, <laughs> that that doesn't help things. Uh, I've, it's always been true to keep different sizes. So, you know, having a stratified limit of keepers is good. So Leech Lake is a five limit, but that doesn't mean, uh, you know, go through... 40 to 100 fish until you have all big ones. Keep all different sizes, and, and we won't have this problem. And uh, it's we got slow growing. Deep down, way south, crappies get to 12 inches in two years. So they have, they're putting, they're, they're not putting take, but their their harvest is a lot different than ours. We have to wait a decade, so I don't want to hear an aid the next time they get big again. Right, exactly. <laughs> All right, we'll get the walleye opener coming up Saturday. Uh, again, we, we mentioned that the uh, cooler water, even after the ice went out quick, probably has kept the walleyes to where we would expect them to normally be. 
for the opener. Absolutely. They, they are in, in somewhat advanced. I'm not seeing a lot of cabbage growth, but it doesn't take you, – you see some cabbage in, in some of these areas, and they're all standing around it. They're all sitting around it, and the water's really clear, and you, you'll – You'll be going along, and uh, and they're like, "Oh my gosh!" And you just keep going. I don't want to bother them or disturb them, but their uh, Bemidji and, and Leech and surrounding lakes are are just full of them. And uh, the DNR had a phenomenal egg stripping operation, one of the best in history on uh, Winnie Cutfoot area. Uh, they were there, and they 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 had they had just record amounts of eggs that they were able to take and. Uh, it's just been really good, and, and and all of our lakes have great year classes of walleyes coming up. It's a very exciting time for everybody. The fishing's going to be good, and, and walleyes are a little less susceptible to winter harvest on local lakes. Not like Lake of the Woods or Red Lake, where literally they you know they can catch them all. I mean they they just don't bite sometimes on Bemidji, and so perch become uh, the the fish that get you know, entertain people, and there's still a lot to get taken, but it's um, unlike panfish, uh, which is 73% of the whole harvest comes out of the winter. Walleyes are really good, and there's a whole bunch of different year classes. As we found out on Winnie, hasn't had any small keeper walleyes. Not a great place to make a guide career in the, in the past 10 years, because <laughs> you're going to throw, throw back fish. All, if someone said, I don't want to keep any, I want to throw them back all day, you go to Winnie because you're going to catch fish all day and they're big, or you go to leech, but uh, not a place for uh, a meal of fish. And now, uh, you know, fast forward a couple of years, and it's loaded with 9, 11s, uh, 13-and-a-halves. It's just loaded with all these fish. And, and every, you know, those are three or four different year classes in there. And, you know, they don't take that long to get to harvestable size. You know, uh, it's... It was amazing, and there again, it, it only took a little bit of social media, and the lake was flooded uh, with uh, people, but a lot of them were throwing the fish back. But they had clickers catching 50 to 100 to 200 walleyes in a, in a wheelhouse uh, this winter, so if, if that gives you an idea, but they didn't, they weren't keeping them. They kept the ones that they got hooked, so hopefully uh, they were really good at hooking them and not uh, hooking them in the, in, the, in the throat and hooking them in the chin, but uh, that's just one example, and that that year class is from here to Vermilion to the uh, north, south, east, west up here. We had some some great, and probably had something to do with that deep snow and a little bit later thaw in the spring. There's something to do with it, and uh, we've got great walleye fishing for the years to come. Oh, that, that's that's what I've been hearing, and and to me, uh, just based on what I, I've been hearing and the the numbers and the sizes you're talking about, it seems to me we're about a summer away from uh, Winnie kicking in for then a several year stretch of just great fishing. Absolutely, and and it's you know Winnie was a place you'd go out and and you'd you'd wonder if you'd see a boat, and uh, or if you're out ice fishing. Uh, once you got a little ways from shore, it was like being in the Antarctic without anybody around. And now I can see it's probably going to be a little bit busier, but for a good reason. And uh, and there's a lot of other sizes in there. It, it's just amazing. It's like uh, Leech Lake and all the lakes. Um, we're we're going to see that, and and they're excited. Like I heard over in Vermilion the talk of all these walleyes too. So 
it's it's pretty widespread and uh so make sure to stock up on fireball jigs and uh i've i've been at some different bait shops i've been at northwoods bait and tackle they got shiners and carl up at timberline if you go there he loves having shiners because people like picking them up in in uh red lake uh we didn't get them all it's <laughs> all those fish on the other side and uh red lake i know is absolutely chock full of fish right now and i don't know how that lake could take it but it is chock full of fish because i know some crappie fishermen that went there and when they hit 100 walleyes, they just gave up trying for crappies because there's still crappies in there, but uh, you'll run out of bait trying to catch one on walleyes. And so it's hard not to go to Red Lake because Red Lake, you can just wiggle your finger in the water and catch a fish. You know, <laughs> So it's one of those destinations that is like Canada, but it's only an hour away. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, the thing is um, with, with fishing uh, up here, walleye fishing, it's not like panfish or some of these others where where you can keep secrets. Everybody knows what yeah. lakes have walleye, and everybody knows basically where they're going to be. Oh yeah, you know, just you know, as far as the secrets go, just have a tournament and try to get on the spot where the big ones are. It's uh, it's definitely uh, it's boat to boat in any tournament, and uh, the frustrated ones leave, and the ones who are able to defend the spot win and uh, that's how it is on Bemidji sometimes but every now and then official choose a different area so it's uh but we, we all know where the, the the great fishing and, and Bemidji is just a great classic glacial lake right in town you can't beat it and there's plenty of accesses and you know it's comparative now remember there's a lot of destinations in South Dakota North Dakota uh, uh over on the east, east of here, uh, in the rocky area, where you snag your jigs nonstop and you go through a bucket of jigs. In on Bemidji, you have to really work hard to try to find a snag. You could just you could drag across that lake and not get snagged. So it, it, it makes it more fun. These these lakes of sand and some rock, where you can get snagged on the rock pile. But uh, it you know it, it's the same with a Leech Lake, with the exception of the center of the lake or the east side. Uh, it's it's just it's a, it's a luxury having lakes that are uh, glacial and uh, really easy fishing. Uh, just jigging a shiner and have at it and, and catch a lot of fish. And you know the the savvy angler is the one that can uh, get a get a school of walleyes or a pot of walleyes to themselves on all these lakes. And and Leech Lake is one of them lakes that's a numbers lake. Uh, there's quite a few people that want to get a meal of fish, but thereafter. They're after numbers, and they want to catch big fish. Well, we have those lakes in the areas where you can, where you can, you can catch lots of big fish, and it's it's just a blast, and uh, and big ones. And probably Leech Lake is king for giants. Uh, if they have a tournament where you don't have to, um, where you, you don't have a slot, you could have all your fish big. They're they're huge weights. You know, those are weights that are thirties and forty pounds to win on Leech. Yeah, and and. Uh... There's different times in that different lakes shine. What are some of the lakes that really shine early in the season? Oh, absolutely. Uh, lakes like Red Lake, um, and, and Red Lake would be number one because it's it's so shallow on the on the east end where we're at, and there's lots of rock strings and a little bit of uh, uh, weed growth. Uh, the Big Tamarack River blows in there, and uh, 
every part of that rim of that shoreline is good because the shiners are up there and, and the fish are up there and and uh, legend has it that the other side's a little bit deeper so uh our northeast side there warms fast and is probably one of the best lakes in the area early but with this this early ice out and cooler weather holding everything in a stasis, all the lakes are going to be good right now because the fish have, have actually spawned and, and they've, they're recuperated. And we're actually going to see big fish because I've been out and, and fishing perch and, and done uh, photo shoots and, and, and TV shows out, and I've seen walleyes on spots where you're looking for perch and you just have to leave because there's so many big walleye swimming around and you're, you're looking for perch. Well, perch ain't going to go near these spots. <laughs> and, uh, I think it's going to be, we're going to, we're going to see some bigger fish caught. And on the opener, typically it could snow and we, looks like there might be a little bit of precipitation, but that ain't bad. But, uh, the fish are, are going to be pretty much, uh, distributed, uh, around the lake. There's still going to be spring fish, but there's also fish in the early summer spots in. Hmm. And uh, so it's it's just a matter of getting out there and uh, and fishing fishing your spot, but to keep it, keep a, your mind open. You know, maybe the third or fourth week of May spots. He is Brian Bro Brosdahl, and he is just getting started. We got a lot more from Bro coming up down the road, but up next, another great member of the League of Extraordinary Anglers, Toby Cavallibog of Leisure Outdoor Adventures. I have a feeling we'll spend some time on Leech Lake this weekend, and he'll give us some tips for that body of water next. This is Fish and Palm Bunyan Country. And welcome back to Fish and Palm Bunyan Country. Well, we are getting ready for, as he described it, the great Minnesota holiday. It is indeed the fishing opener. Toby Cavallibug joining us. And Toby, by what we would normally consider a holiday, this is definitely a holiday. People take time off. They get together with family. It's a big deal. It is a big deal at many different levels. And for once, it's not happening on another holiday. It's very important. <laughs> Mother's Day is a, is a many benefits of this unique year. Um, We've had ice out for quite a while. Um, we have green leaves. We have green grass. The shiners are in the tanks of the bait shops. Everything's happening. It's going to be a perfect storm, Kevin. It sure looks like it, and uh, the weather looks to be absolutely perfect as well. So uh, there's, uh, And I expect there's going to be, again, pretty close to record numbers out there like there was last year, especially if the weather is nice. Well, absolutely. And then take into effect what we've all been through in the last year, right? Like it's we're, we have signs here. Now there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and we're coming out of a pandemic, and, and it looks like things are opening up, and, and we've been locked in all winter. We had limited resources, or at least off to a slow start last year when it came to fishing, just because of you know social, social distancing guidelines and, and the way we had to follow uh, protocol. And now everybody is itching. Everybody I talk to can't, can't wait to go fishing. For the first time ever, my wife, Maggie, who loves the fish, is going to join me on opener, I believe, and and that's special in itself. And so my my family, uh, my wife, my one of my kids, maybe two of the kids, we're going to join the jump in the boat, and we're heading to Leech Lake, Kevin. Oh man, uh, Leech Lake should be an ideal place to fish. Obviously, there's plenty of walleyes; they'll be biting, but uh, lots of other options too. You know, if the walleyes decide to take a siesta in the middle of the day, it is Leech Lake is one of our one of our great lakes here in Minnesota. There's many many options. 
but when you have when you have the early ice out and you have the water in a warming trend, Leech Lake should be a great destination, like many of the others. But what's unique about Leech Lake, and you, you alluded to, is not just the walleye, but the, the multi-species mecca that it is. You know, not all the seasons are open yet, but the crappies are just moving shallow now, and and should be should be a targeted species for sure on Leech Lake, as Leech Lake is known for for its crappie fishing. Um, the, there is a reduction of the, the panfish limit of crappie to five, which I think will help that in the long run. Uh, the perch fishing has been was a great winner for perch fishing, so I'd imagine that they're going to be targeted, or at least when you get that bonus jumbo perch, that's going to hit the live well for those of you that are looking to harvest some uh, some uh, testy testy morsels for the for the fish fry after the the great weekend, and and it's just an awesome place. And along with the fishery. The lake itself is just made up of so many different parts. We got a southeast corner of the lake that is a little bit more of a dirty, stained water. So, if you look at the forecast, and the forecast is right, it's going to be a beautiful day. It's going to be sunny, right? Well, that's not always your best best conditions for walleye. <laughs> it's best for boating, that's for sure, and making for a a pleasure filled day on the water. But if Leech Lake gets calm, like many of them, it can be a tough bugger in certain locations, and especially if those fish are shallow. So we have bays that are darker and more stained uh, to the south and to the north and Sucker Bay and, and uh, Portage Bay a little bit. And then the main lake has been real clear the last year and a half. You know, they, they did they did find some zebra mussels in Leech Lake here a couple of years ago, and, and it did appear to be a little bit clearer last summer. So that trend is probably moving to the clearer aspect. And then you have a Walker Bay. A Walker Bay, the beauty of that is those fish tend to be a little deeper. So a shallow bite on Walker Bay is, you know, 10 to, 10 to 18 feet. And, and those fish are not nearly as affected by those calm conditions. So you have, you have your main lake hotspots in the center. There are several humps for the last couple of years. The walleyes have been loaded up already, uh, feeding out there in the middle on the rocks. And then you have Bear Iron, Bear Island area that's a little bit more stained and, and uh, that's typically an area that I do target on opener, um, but it's also the farthest place from where I'm going to be putting in. I'm staying at Blue Water Lodge on the south end of Walker Bay. That's why I have a seasonal camper there. And uh, I'm going to start close to home and just make my way out and looking forward to it. It's going to be great. Right now the water temps are warming, you know, into the 50s, mid-50s, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's hitting 60 in the middle of the day on, on Saturday. I was looking at the moon forecast. That best fishing is going to be right around 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, Kev, according to the, the lunar forecast that I follow with musky fishing. And, and uh, given that, in the timing of the day, everything should heat up and that cold-blooded fish should be, metabolism should be rocking by early afternoon. So I don't think I'm going to get up and hit that daylight 5, 30, 6 o'clock bite. I think I'm going to sleep in a little bit, get the miner around 8, 9, and then, then uh, maybe have lunch and get out there and be real serious from that 2 o'clock to maybe dusk. Well, that and that is the beauty of early season walleye fishing. It it isn't uh, that uh, low light bite. You have options, and you can be a little bit lazier, so to speak. At least sleep in a little bit later than you might uh, later in the year. Yeah, absolutely. You do have those options, and later in the year, you know the lakes aren't maybe as crowded, so you have the <laughs> options of, of fishing fish that are not as pressured. Now, Leech Lake typically um, does does get a lot of pressure on opening days, so if it's flat calm. Your, your popular places like a pine point that could be anywhere from a six to eight foot bite, maybe even shallower with quite honestly, two, 300 boats on one point. It's a big point. So it's spread out quite a bit. I mean, half of Lake Bemidji would be what I consider pine point. It's a, it's a, it's a big area when you fish all the way around it, but you get that many boats motoring and fishing and hooping and hollering because they just caught a lunker 
those fish do have a tendency to hug the bottom a little bit and spread out even more. So, yeah, it can it can get it can get a little tough with the uh, with the calm conditions again. But if we have wind, that kind of neutralizes everything. So the conditions are perfect. You're right. That early that early morning would be a time if you're going to hit a community hole. Um, the middle of the day, if they spread out, and if the wind blows on Leech Lake, it's going to be lights out. It doesn't matter. The pressure really doesn't matter. And uh, the main lake is kind of back. The last thing we learned last year is that in, in pulling spinners and fishing crankbaits and doing whatever later summer, we were finding a lot of keepers in the 14, 15, 16-inch range and even smaller. And those fish, it's nice to see that year, cl- year class coming. you know. And so this year, given another inch maybe in their growth, there should be plenty of table fare on Leech Lake. I would imagine uh, you're going to be bringing a lot of uh, jigs and minnows with you? Oh, absolutely. It's hard to beat on opener. It's hard to beat the starting lineup of a jig and a shiner. It really is. There's lots of options, um, but the jig and shiner bite is is uh, your typical bread and butter fishing opener holiday, as we call it, uh, presentation. You know, Northland fishing tackles, uh, fireball jigs, stand-up jigs, their new long shank jig. Those are all can't-miss uh, jigs that I would say they certainly consider for for the fishing opener. I like Ken Catch Tackles jigs, too. They have a a long shape shiner jig. Um, there's several good ones out there. The key is that piece of uh, shiny meat that you put on the other end of it. More so, I think, than anything, uh, is, is having a shiner minnow. But not all hooks are created equal. And the ones I mentioned have, have very good hooks. They have a wide gap. And when it comes to a bigger, beefier minnow, like a shiner, holds the shiner a little bit better, but gets you enough hook barb sticking out on the top end, or as I call it, the business end, to make sure that your fish, when you do get bit, comes all the way to the boat. And then with that, with that, Kev, uh, monofilament. We talk about fishing rods and monofilament and braided lines and super lines, no stretch lines, good old Berkeley Trilene monofilament. And I happen to like six pound in uh, Berkeley Sensation, which you can find at most locations, even the gas stations that sell fishing rods. It's a, it's, it's a nice line. It's light. It's buoyant. So that helps with your action on your jig. And uh, it's just tough enough that you can still get a toothy critter to the boat, too, and plenty of feel. So monofilament with a jig and a shiner can't go wrong. Probably a one-eighth ounce. One-eighth ounce. I don't, if you're fishing shallower water, one-eighth ounce or maybe even a sixteenth getting away from the boat is going to be key. If you're pitching up shallow to sand flats or maybe emergent weeds, cabbage weed might be starting to grow with the sun coming out. Uh, light jigs away from the, away from the, uh, from the fish, keeping the boat away from the fish would absolutely be a leg up on the competition if you can manage to do that. General tips for people who aren't going to be on leech necessarily, where really should they be spending their time uh, going after the walleyes on whatever lake they're on? Well, I always like to think about where they spawn. So the walleyes, if you're on a lake um, that has some kind of a current, a river coming into it or going out, or or maybe it's just a lake with a a shallow bay versus the rest of the lake is, is a deeper, hard bottom structure type deal. Uh, like a Lake Irvin, for example, it's it's not Lake Bemidji. It's different than Lake Bemidji, but it's got a it's got the Mississippi River running through it. So a lot of the fish end up in Lake Irvin. Same could be say, said for for some of the lakes on the Cass Lake chain that are off Cass Lake. A lot of walleyes migrate. They go a long ways to do their business. So if they're not back in the center of your favorite summer spot, they're probably somewhere between point A and point B. And I'm guessing closer to point A, which is where they spawn. And the first thing they're going to do when they get done spawning is try to find what they like to eat. And right now it is the shiner minnows because the shiner minnows are just now pushing up to do their business. A week ago, if you were to talk to the bait shops, they would be like, I don't think we're going to have shiners. Again, you know, it seems like to be the thing every, every year now is are we going to have shiners? And, and on Sunday, 
it sounded like, boom, the Shiners showed up and they're hitting the traps and now they're getting gallons and gallons and gallons of minnows and so everybody will have them. So since the Shiners are spawning, you can bet that the walleyes are right there in that same area where the minnows are spawning on your lake. So that means that they're moving up into the sand grass and shallow sand spots and that would find the closest ones to where the walleye spawn. So again, in Lake Bemidji, right where the water goes between Lake Bemidji and Lake Irvine there, that river, there should be a migration of walleyes constantly flowing back and forth. It's always been good traditionally in the mornings and evenings. And just inside of Lake Irvine, the, uh, there's a little bit of a clam bed that runs just to the south uh, out in front of the, the sewage plant and, and those type of areas where the walleye spawn. So again, if I'm fishing Cass Lake or Lake Bemidji, I'm going to look for the current areas. Uh, the warmest water is very important. So typically that's your north end of a body of water where the sun beats the most. And start in those areas because that's what, that will hold the highest concentration of forage, meaning bait fish. And right behind that will be the hungry predators. Predators are who are looking to, like a walleye, that are looking to recover from their spawn. So definitely would uh, maybe avoid some of the mid-lake structures that are deeper that, that get better with a fly hatch, which is coming next. That's more of a mid to late June deal. And uh, focus on those shallow shoreline areas and current-driven areas where the shiners are focusing on spawning right now because that's where the walleyes will be. Toby, before we wrap it up, I, uh, I had an interview yesterday with Chris Stewart of uh, Heroes Helping Heroes Minnesota. They're doing a big sure. fundraiser. It's a, it's a raffle ticket to win a three-day fishing trip with Toby Cavallivar. So Yeah, well, I tell you, I'm excited about that, and what a great idea with a fundraiser to help people that have really sucked their neck out of the line and, and all the stuff that we've had, unfortunately, happen down in the cities over over the course of the past year and a half. Um, so Heroes Helping Heroes, that's exactly what it's about. I don't know if I'm considered a hero or not, but I'm excited to be fishing and uh, partake in that event. And, yeah, we're going to go out. We're going we're gonna to either walleye fish, musky fish, or do a combination of whatever people want to do, but it's three full days. And uh, I have it. I don't have it in front of me, Kevin. You'll have to help me out with the dates if you have it. But I, it, I know it's later in the summer. Yeah, I think it's, it's going to be a Leech Lake, Leech Lake, and uh, people get to stay at the casino and fish with me three full days. And a full day guided trip is like eight hours. Trust me, when it comes to this one, I'm going to be putting full full foot on the throttle, full speed ahead, trying to get people on a muskie or the biggest swallow they want, or maybe it's just a limit of fish, or maybe it's a combination, but it's going to be all out 110% effort on my end, and uh, people are going to probably beg to go into shore when they <laughs> on those days with me. It'll be a lot of fun. So, yeah, so three days of fishing, July 27th through the 29th, and uh, I'm assuming that uh, we're going to have the opportunity to try a few different things in a few different species. Well, absolutely. That's the perfect time. So we have, at, at that time, we have a summer pattern for walleyes, which involves uh, uh, jig fishing with leeches and bobber fishing uh, with leeches. Trolling for crank with crankbait starts to happen then. Pitching jig wraps to walleyes is a lot of fun. I do a lot of that during that time of year. And just so happens that the last three years in a row, my best week of musky fishing has been that last week of July into the first week of August. So with warming trends, that would be that would be an opportunity to not just catch your first musky, but multiples if that trend holds true. But that it is fishing, and I can't forecast anything <laughs> that far away. Heck, I don't even know for sure where exactly the first wall is going to happen on Saturday, but I know it's going to happen at some point, and I just hope, I hope... I keep Mama happy, and she gets the biggest one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, don't forget to, the, to buy those raffle tickets if you want in on that action by noon Saturday. I think it's uh, $50. We get, we're get we going to have the details 
on the uh, uh, Fish and Public and Country Facebook page. And we've got the interview with Chris Stewart as well. Toby, if people want to book a trip with you in the meantime and uh, the crew from Leisure Outdoor Adventures, how do they go about getting something set up? Well, we have a, a new a new book now button, actually, Kevin, on our website. So www.leisureoutdooradventures.com. And people can go right there and book now and, and find a pretty easy process. Even I can walk through it and uh, get your credit card information. It's all secure, but pick your dates. And there's a list of destinations from, from Vermilion, which is a new destination for us this year. All the way, all the way back to Leech Lake and the Brainerd area. So that would be one location. Would be our website. Another would be simply calling our toll-free eight five five L O A Hook. Those are the acronyms that stand for that number. L O A for Leisure Outdoor Adventures Hook, like the business end of our fishing presentation. So <laughs> that's uh, that's the uh, that's the two ways to get a hold of us, and that of course through social media. Now, unfortunately, my my Facebook account was hacked here a couple of weeks ago, and and uh, somebody was being naughty and deleted it. So I'm in the rebuilding process there, and that's not a lot of fun to even chat about. So <laughs> that's not the best way to get a hold of me right now. Email email Toby K at Leisure Outdoor Adventures or through our website would absolutely be the best way to get a hold of me personally. But our guide service, yes, or LeisureOutdoorAdventures.com or 855-LOA-HOOK. He is Toby Cavallivog. It's uh, the first of, I'm sure, multiple times we'll be chatting with him this summer. Toby, thanks for your time. Good luck this weekend. Hey. Thanks to you and all the uh, Paul Bunyan Country listeners. Thanks for having me. You're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Checking back in with Bro Brozdal on the cusp of the opener. What are some of the lakes you like to check out on opening weekend? Opening weekend, uh, there's some lakes within uh, an hour driving distance. Uh, Bowstring Lake is one of the best lakes in northern Minnesota for walleyes and and good-sized ones uh, as far as First keeper fish, you know, there's tons of fish in that uh, 14 to 19 inch range, and then some bigger throwback fish. And uh, it's a healthy lake; doesn't have it doesn't have a, a slot, just a statewide slot. Uh, that one, Irving Lake, is one of them. Um, and uh, you know, Leech Lake is a lake that's multiple lakes in one. The the shallow stretches of uh, of the bays, you know, from uh, any 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 place in Leech that's that's shallower, if you look on the map, is is already warming and and recuperated. And where the south end, you know, the north end of Leech, the east end of Leech, and uh, just north of Walker, up you know Sandpoint, going to the Steamboat, that whole area is recuperated and uh, ready to bite. While the south end of Leech, a little bit deeper, colder, rockier. Doesn't have uh, that little, you know, rock. It doesn't have that early thing. We'll have it this year. We're going to see it this year, and all that Bear Island stuff. That whole that whole stretch. Uh, that that's going to be good. So Leech Lake is one of those things, and uh, Winnie can be good for usually for big fish early. But we might see some of them uh, those uh, eater sized fish showing up. Um, as far as uh, smaller lakes uh, in the distance, I'd say those are about. Both the better better of the lakes we got a lot of deep lakes in our area and that's nice and we say we put them on the shelf for later because it's all about water temperature and you know 50 to 60 degree water temperature the walleyes get really really whipped up when it's like that so it's just a matter of hitting the shallower stuff you know lakes like uh, you know the walker bay is a later lake 
that's a lake in itself. Up in <laughs> that's later. Uh, it's deeper. Uh, Cavacona, all the stuff up in Park Rapids that those deep trophy walleye lakes and uh, Bemidji is a deeper lake, but you know some of them shallow areas. But a lot, a lot of you, you go between the bridges, the shoreline, and people are catching fish just as good as they are in a boat uh, in that river on Bemidji through Urban and Plantagenet uh, is is a nice good chunk of water that's not super super deep warms up nicely and uh you know there's uh there's a bunch of little lakes that are warmer uh black duck that that warms up that's a super fertile lake and uh gull lake uh all these lakes uh warm up fairly fast because they're shallower and uh, those lakes are going to be obviously ahead of leach because there's so so much volume of water but it's finding those temperatures and it's the same as a minnow trapper. When you're chasing walleyes, uh, once the temperature gets too hot or it, it kind of fades, you, you go look for those temperatures again on the deeper stuff. So it's following the temperature to find the fish. Let's uh, head down to the Brainerd area. we got the, uh, that, that audience listening to us these days. Uh, what are some of the lakes down there you like? Oh, go Lake. Yeah, well. There's a lot of walleyes <laughs> in it right now. It's just loaded, and uh, it's... That's a lake worth driving to. Uh, if you want to catch fish till your arms fall off, go to Mille Lacs. You know, you really can't <laughs> keep much out there. You know, I don't even know what the slot is. I don't look because I don't – you go there to catch fish. You don't go there to to, to eat them. You know, you might uh, – you know, that's that's better than an Atkins diet, waiting to eat a Mille Lacs fish. But you go out there to uh, uh, catch fish nonstop in, in, in the Brainerd area. They're, they're blessed because they got fertile less – uh, known lakes round lake and gull are probably my favorites uh little lake south of there alexander shamino uh those are really good and as you go farther north pelican you know i'm sure someone will be mad that i mentioned their lake but you know what <laughs> uh everybody knows anyway so don't worry about it um you know there's and then in between that the whole uh, cross lake area that area of lakes there has has lakes with deep water, you know, uh, cold water fish like uh, tulipies and whitefish and lake trout. But in that chain itself, there's some shallower, warmer lakes that are really good. You know, little little bays. I ain't going to say those names, but we know it's the, the Cross Lake whitefish area. And then coming up, Pine Pine Lake and Pine River uh, is uh, is phenomenal, and, and the walleye fishermen love it there. They love that lake. It's 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 really good fishing. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot right there, um, to be fished and, uh, before it gets complicated and the weed growth gets too high, uh, but you, yeah, if you really want to get on some fish, uh, go fish uh, round or, or gull and you get to round through gull through a channel so you could hit it all at once. You know, the whitefish chain reminds me a lot of leech in that, uh, yeah, they're different lakes, but they're all connected and. Each one's a little bit different, gives you a different presentation, very much like Leach does with all its different bays. Oh, yeah, white whitefish is a pleasure to fish, and I've, I've, I've fished there. I don't guide there, but I've done photo shoots there and fish there, and it's uh, it's really a good lake, and there's true trophy-class fish in there, um, and there's a uh, little bit of everything. Some, some of the bays have big panfish. Some bays uh, have... Uh, really big walleyes and other places have more of the eater structure and it's it's a paradise for everybody and 
and some of those those little lakes in the area are, are good also but uh i like to stick to the bigger ones uh just to have uh you know uh in that area uh for you know chance of bigger fish and there's you know sleeper lakes like uh you know mission and um and uh much smaller lakes in the area but in in that stretch of stretch of area that's there's a lot of good water right there and uh uh and as far as little ones, just remember, if it gets stocked, there's walleyes in there. It's just like uh, going to Grand Rapids, you know, Grand Rapids area. Um, Pocagama is a super deep lake, and it kind of it kind of doesn't start biting till later. But there's other lakes in the area to hit, and that are loaded with walleyes uh, nearby or not that far away. Moose, deer, uh, all that. So there's a lot of stuff within the. Bemidji, Grand Rapids, Brainerd area, and even just a little bit south uh, towards towards uh, Staples. And your striking distance to, you know, Otter Tail has some of the highest numbers of walleyes you know, of all the lakes in Minnesota. And uh, it's really a pleasure to visit that lake. I've done tournaments there and had to learn it. And it's just full of fish. Every, in, in a tournament in that lake, you, everybody's catching fish nonstop uh, to, to just to get the right ones. And so it's an eater factory, but you uh, win with the bigger ones, obviously. But I've <laughs> never seen more fish in that lake. And that lake's getting real clear this, you know, this uh, past last year. And this year it's going to be super clear like cast. So it's going to be a tough lake now uh, during the day. Uh, but, of course, they'll bite at night and then keep your distance and uh, long line uh, trolling and, Use your electronics, but remember, it doesn't matter what electronics you have. If you get too close to them, you spook them. You're not going to catch them. It's the same on cast. If you keep if you keep ghosting a school of fish, they're going to leave. And if you ghost them over and over, they ain't coming back. And so, I cringe when I see people just hounding fish, uh, schools of fish that won't bite. I always recommend trying to find another school. And if you see them. You've, they see you. It's too late. You know, it's uh, you better come back another time. But nighttime is another time. Uh, get some shallow diving, uh, Bagley crankbaits, uh, or put on some deep divers during the day. You know, maybe a rumble shiner, uh, rumble shad, and a long line troll through there. And pulling cranks is good. And uh, the rumble shiner and shad are just designed for our glacial lakes and and. If you haven't seen them, you got to look at them because they get the match the hatch colors. That'll work on uh, Gull and surrounding area lakes, uh, Bemidji and Grand Rapids. It's just designed for Minnesota. Hmm. We're going to tell you, yeah, I, I've been hearing a lot of good stuff about those Bagley baits. It, well, it's, it's, it's awesome having all of that knowledge uh, from Yarmo Rapala, who was the owner, and he's actually helping with us, and he's He's bringing his experience, which is legendary, into this brand. And Northland uh, uh, ha- has the colors. So you go anywhere on any Great Lakes in, in any store, and the Northland spinner blades are there, the Northland colors. And often imitated, somebody will add a little dot and say that it's their own. But no, Northland came out with some great colors. John Peterson had some uh, real wisdom with some of the colors he chose to make on spinner blades because still today they are the blades that people are, are using on the Great Lakes and the tournaments and, and in Minnesota proper. We use small blades. They use giant blades out there, but uh, the, 
it goes into crankbaits also. Crankbaits, even mimic minnows. Uh, last year was a great year for me using mimic minnows, and I had people get in the boat and they go, "You really use this? Use this? Use these baits?" And I say, "I do." The paddle, you just, I wave it back and forth along the side of the boat to show them how the paddle tail works, and they go, "How does this work?" So you just throw it out there and reel it slow. You go to Devil's Lake. Every guide, everybody out there has mimic minnows because when they get hooked into brush, they could just point their rod, pull, and bend the hook. Then when they reel it up to the boat, they don't lose their, you know, crankbaits or eight ten dollars. So <laughs> they bend the hook back on the mimic minnow and throw it back in there. And they they can use one all day, and the hook gets a little bent, but you don't lose it. And uh, that's one of the one of the hot spots for sales on a boat. They work here. Uh, I do really well when the water temperature hits 70 plus, and every lake has a different color it likes. You know, some lakes like the perch patterns, the shiners. Uh, I've done really well uh, in clear water on odd colors uh, like, uh, you know, uh, white with that uh, kind of a white and chartreuse or pink and pink and white has been really good, It's and it depends. Sometimes it, I've got it done with the work in some bays, and on the other base, they want a different color, and that's, you know, whether you're on Leech, Cass, Winnie, uh, they work on all those lakes. You just switch the color sometimes if you go to a main lake. The water clarity differences, and uh, but that's, you don't have to add any bait. They just work the way they are. It's all about how you pitch it, how you reel it, slow roll, and then having confidence in a bait. And we got many limits of fish on guide trips without touching a minnow. In a, with a mimic minnow. Hmm. All right. Well, the opener is upon us, uh, bro, and uh, it's a weekend to be out there, to be safe, and to have fun. And certainly, I expect there'll be this particular year. There's going to be a lot of boats out there. Oh, there's going to be a lot of boats, and you know, everybody just be patient with each other. We're all, and I, I notice even when the sturgeon uh, hype was going and and it was really busy, people are pretty patient at the access. Is a there isn't the real, you know, there, there's people that get impatient, but just be ready. Don't pull up to the ramp and then take your tarp off and un, unhook everything. <laughs> no. uh, and just be ready to go. And even if you're, you know, if you're fishing with your wife, she's not like when, with Heather and I, uh, uh, she'll back me in. But, you know, I have to I have to back it in. I'm, I'm better with the trailer. But uh, just have your time and be ready for what you're going to do. And uh, everybody's been patient. And uh, we've gone through a lot in this country, and uh, everybody's really excited about the opener, and it is communal. It's almost like ice fishing now. I noticed uh, last year and the years before, everybody was real friendly, and uh, and I could see getting back to normal is going to be good. But catching walleyes, boy, how, how does that not put a smile on people's faces? And some people treat the opener like a tournament. Others treat it like it's tradition and family and, and uh and that's kind of where we're at. Uh, we we might want a jig, but I like I like watching a bobber go down, and it's fun watching a walleye hit a slip bobber rig. Uh, you get a Northland uh, light bite bobber, and you got walleyes. It, it, they they tend to pull it when you look away, but it's just fun watching it. Bobber's gone. You reel up your line, set the hook, and there's kind of a panfish thing to it. It's it's really fun slip bobbing walleyes. And does it work? It really works. If you get tired of pitching and casting, put together a slip bobber rig. That's that's my challenge to you is throw that together, get a little uh, 
uh, fireball jig, a eighth ounce or a thirty second ounce or sixteenth ounce. I mean, and then put a little shiner on there and just nose hook them and let them sit there under a bobber if things get slow and pitch them into these areas that you can't get close to. Uh, and you know, you can be active with the bobber or just let it sit. Throw a leech on there, a whole crawler, and uh, try these different baits. And one thing, don't go into a bait shop and, you know, with you and everybody you're fishing with, walk around and buy a tin of wax worms, you know, and, and work them over. Buy some bait, you know, help the, the retailer, the, the uh, bait shop, buy some leeches, buy some crawlers, buy some minnows, you know, get some tackle from there because uh, they, the, the businesses have gone through a lot in the pand- pandemic. But, uh, yeah, it, remember how much your gas costs right now. And just know that, uh, you know, put some of the money into the bait shop. And you'd never go wrong having plenty of bait. Uh, I'm sure some bait shops will have uh, spot tails. And if they're out of spot tails, there's red tails. And even sucker minnows. Where do you think they get sucker minnows? They get them out of our lakes. Bemidji's full of, of white suckers. So is cast. So is leech. And uh, if, you, if you see a bunch of fish on the screen that ain't biting in the spring, you drop a camera, they're probably white suckers, and they look just like the bait shop ones, but they're two or three pounds. Well, those sucker minnows are natural, and fish eat them. They're not as active. So in a tournament, you like to use red tails, but they sure eat sucker minnows. Uh, the, the pike fishermen who drag them around sure catch a lot of walleyes on them, big ones. Uh, so uh, definitely load up on bait, and don't forget panfish. If you don't have a panfish rod, set one up. Put a little lighter line uh, and uh, get some gypsy jigs, some firefly jigs from Northland, light bite bobber, uh, and go. Even a small gamma katsu hook, you know, a salmon egg style hook with uh, a lively minnow, uh, size 6 or size 4 works really well for walleyes. Uh, but get out there and fish. And there are some some areas that are going to be a parking lot that we know, uh, community areas and Bemidji, you know, some of the rocks and weed growths and, and shoreline development on Leech Lake. It's little rock piles scattered throughout the lake off points. Uh, but find some smaller areas outside of the crowd and throw some throw some uh, jigs or slip bobbers out and catch the fish as they evacuate. Good point on, on uh, taking care of the little guys because, you know what, you can't get shiners from Amazon and you can't get local tips from Amazon either. Oh no, definitely. And if you if you get a chance, uh, stop into Northwoods Bait for some sage advice. Go up to Timberline and ask Carl, "Where am I going to catch fish today?" And uh, load up on bait to help them stay in business because it would be a extremely boring place. MD Pond and Cass Lakes, a place that's got really clean bait shop, nice bait. Uh, if you're over. Uh, towards Cutfoot, you know, you got Max Mini Mart, Winnie One Stop, Fred's Bait. There's a whole bunch of places that could use your business. And uh, cool bait shops are bait shops that always have bait, always have tackle, and are nice. And there's uh, there's a couple of new ones popping up. They'll stop in and tell them bro sent you, and and that you're gonna they'll take care of you. And that's the the whole thing is we. There is no Amazon for this. Let's keep them going. That's right. Hey, bro, uh, if people are going to do a fishing trip up in this neck of the woods and uh, they want to use your services, how do they get lined up? Just go to brosguideservice.com. I'll be glad to take you out in my ranger boat. 
and uh, you know if you got any uh, dates available in July, August, September, or even October, give me a show. Thank you, bro. It's always great to have Bro Brosdahl on the show, and uh, bro, have a great weekend. Yeah, everybody, good luck and have fun. All right, the opener's upon us. There's going to be a lot of people out there. Be patient, be safe for your PFDs, and catch a few fish while you're out there, too. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Twitter, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. You can do that at Podcast One on the Pod MN app or wherever you get your podcasts. And again, a lot of bonus content on the podcast. I'm Kev Jackson. Thank you for joining us. Have a great weekend. Fish out, Bob Barn, yeah. Country, country.